0: Hi, I'm Wheeler Winston Dixon, James Ryan Professor of Film Studies at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, and this is Frame by Frame, and I want to speak about uh, Stanley Kubrick. Uh, Stanley Kubrick, most people consider him a a British director, but in fact he's really an American director, born in the Bronx, uh, and he made his first film, The Day of the Fight, uh, in 1951, which was a documentary short for RKO, and also a film before that called *The Flying Padre*, which was an RKO's Pathé screenliner. These are 10-minute films, and he made them himself, uh, where he was the cameraman, the director of photography. You know, he even dubbed in the punches on in the day of the fight. And then after that, he made *Fear and Desire*, which was his first feature, which he's disowned. But his first film that's available is a film called *Killer's Kiss* which he made for his production company called Minotaur Productions for about $40,000 for an entire feature film. What people don't understand about Stanley Kubrick, I think, is that he was the first really independent filmmaker. A person who was making films entirely by his own rules and entirely to please himself. Um, and by and, and basically he has one major theme which goes through all of his films and that's that the mind breaks down. If you look at Dr. Strangelove, General Jack D. Ripper's mind breaks down. Look at 2001, how the computer's mind breaks down. If you look at Full Metal Jack and Vincent D'Onofrio as the recruit's mind breaks down. This is my rifle! There are many like it, but this one is mine! Again and again and again you have this theme of consciousness, you know, sort of departing. And after he made uh, Killer's Kiss, he made The Killing, which is a racetrack drama, This is one of his last films in America, uh, which Orson Welles saw and said, after seeing this, I'm convinced that Kubrick can do anything he wants to do. Then he did Paths of Glory, and then Spartacus, on which he replaced Anthony Mann, Lolita, which was a British film, which is, of course, a, a brilliant adaptation of Vladimir Nabokov's book. And then, of course, the film for which he's best known, Doctor Strangelove, or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb. Uh, This 1964 film just launched him into the stratosphere. Uh, I was just looking the other day at the box office numbers when this film came out, the contemporary box office numbers in 64. The film was just a huge smash success. Peter Sellers in three roles. It's one of the most brilliant films of all time. Even today, it just still holds up and audiences still remember it. Gentlemen, you can't fight in here, this is the war room. Doctor Strangelove was followed by only just a few more films. 2001 A Space Odyssey in 1966 was actually in production for nearly two years and is a huge, big-budget science fiction film. Enormous sets were built for it. Arthur C. Clarke worked on it. And it's a film which is really about the triumph of the machines, how the computer basically sabotages a space mission and kills all of the astronauts with the exception of Cure Delay. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. This was followed by yet another film about society in collapse A Clockwork Orange, based on Anthony Burgess's novel with Malcolm McDowell's Alex the Droog, a brilliant vision of a future society in complete disarray. After this, Barry Lyndon, a film with Ryan O'Neill, a beautiful, gorgeous film which has never really found its audience. And then, the very controversial adaptation of uh, Stephen King's novel, The Shining, which Stephen King famously disowned and said he didn't really like because it didn't give you the scares where you obviously expect them. Well, that's not Kubrick's style. He's going to make the film according to his own lights. Here's Johnny! This was a film which took more than a year to shoot and remains perhaps one of the most effective Stephen King films adaptations ever made. Many of the films made of his works really don't work that well. And this was followed by only uh, two more films. Full Metal Jacket with Vincent D'Onofrio, which is one of the most, uh, the first half of this particularly, one of the most effective uh, visions of what military training is like, you know, basic training. And then Eyes Wide Shut, his last film, he died in the middle of making that film or at the end of making the film. And that was the film that very famously had uh, Tom Cruise and Nicole Kidman uh, more or less for a year and a half involved in making the film. Kubrick was a perfectionist. He would think nothing of shooting an entire section of the film again if need be even cutting on an actor to shoot the whole thing again if he didn't like the actor's performance. Towards the end, this became a kind of mania. But during his earlier years with things like The Killing, uh, Spartacus, Dr. Strangelove, Stanley Kubrick is at his best as a major filmmaker, one of the greatest filmmakers the cinema has ever known.